And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks and... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 195 of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. Brian, who is also recording. <laughs> and I'm recording this time. You know what would be great? If I looked over and I wasn't recording this time? As long as you looked over now and not in 20 minutes, it would be great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm recording, though. So. Cool. I am also recording. How is everyone this week other than recording? Recording. Uh, the fact that uh, we started without me recording, that would should tell you how my week's going, because it's been exactly like that. <laughs> That sounds like a fun week, Brian. Glad someone thinks so. It's been a frustrating week. That's it. I am mostly just uh, myself beyond excited that for the first time in as long as we've worked together, my accountant has thought to come to me in mid-January instead of legally the last date she can print and mail W-2s to do printer alignment checks on the new forms in <laughs> case I need to adjust anything in the templates. So I'm going to gloat about that. There we go. For once someone did their jobs to the minimum acceptable standard there you go i'm so happy for you right now me too not as happy as i was i guarantee (laughs) oh yeah alex was like this is so amazing uh good good on you yeah moving on comics comics iron man 2020 number one everyone's favorite book about a triathlon no (laughs) no no no. No, this isn't about a bunch of people swimming, biking, and then running. It's, it's, it's the robo-revolution, baby. Oh, I must have read the wrong thing. Revolution. AI forever. Man, Machine you Man say... is no joke in this book. He is Machine not. Man is very good. He is, and, and like, slightly scary, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I... I I like this book more than I was... I was hesitant to put too much... Uh, uh, hope into how much I would like it, I, but I really did enjoy it. Yeah, I was kind of in the same boat. I don't have any first-hand knowledge of the original Iron Man 2020 stuff, mm-hmm. but it is old enough that, like, bringing it back just because the year was 2020 made me nervous, but then also I remember, hey, it's Dan Slot writing. He can pull that off. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, that was right. Like That's been the, the ongoing war within my soul on this book is, is this necessary? Well, no, but it's Dan Slott, so he'll do well. That is a fair assessment. And he did. So, so good. In fact, I might like this with this status quo more than the Iron Man run that preceded it. Ooh, and that's like, saying I, something. I like it a lot. Good. I think it's great, and I think clearly it's necessary to get to this, but this is so different and so cool. I, I was going to say, I think that's probably what engages me the most, is it's a very different uh, uh, environment, like setting and environment and like where the characters are at, and like this is a very unique kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So what's going on? Um. So we know, and this has been the case for a while, right? Uh, that 
Tony is back in prehistoric 1 million BC or whatever it is uh, with the with the original prehistoric Avengers. Who there are a lot of people listening to this segment now who might have read this book already. Going, I don't remember this part. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Avengers and like even back. This was teased back in like Legacy. Yeah, some of this. Yeah. Um, and like if you have been reading this book, you know that you know just very recently last couple issues that the tony that we've been following up to this point for a while now realized that he was a clone essentially i think you're making okay i want to i want to unpack this we're not going to get into what this book is about right away apparently are you working from the assumption that from some point in time following tony being not dead after civil war ii that he went back in time to 1 million bc and he's had a clone filling in for him I think so. I think that's what we're going to find out. Okay. All right. So this was, okay. It was speculation. Okay. It was. Because Brian Brian has pulled out his own red yarn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and here's the reason is because they're going to have to, I mean, okay, there's two ways they can go with this. One is uh, obviously they can reach a point where they say, yeah, okay, the, the quote, the clone type Tony Stark is a real, he is Tony Stark and he, you know, and that's fine. But then what do they do with the one that's trapped in prehistoric times? Right. See, I, I don't think they're two different Tonys. I okay. think they're the same Tony. Well, we'll see. I think they're just at two different points in time. Not a time travel joke. They're like, I think right. in terms of continuity, these stories are just not happening simultaneously. Gotcha. Um, yeah. The other is that that is the quote, and I hate saying it this way, but that is the real Tony Stark, right? That is the is the one that's trapped in the past, and... So he will come back at some point and, you know, because, of course, at some point he will return as Iron Man and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that's how they're going to resolve this whole thing. That's my that's my leading theory at this point. Like, there's nothing I can say that explicitly rules that out. Mm-hmm. So you may well be right, but that would be wild, which means it's very plausible. Yeah, yeah I don't think that's <laughs> wild. Also, I think about this, Alec. The only the other thing I'll tell you is who's writing this book. I know, I yeah. know. <laughs> it's more the sleight of hand, Mister Mister. Hmm, how can I set something up years in advance? <laughs> yeah, but he's not writing that book. I understand, but I, but he would be the one that would see that and go, "Oh, hey, I know what we can do." <laughs> oh, that's true. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll see uh, how much... I, I, I add extra weight to my theory because of who's writing it. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> okay. Um, Jen, you get to open the betting pool. You can set the odds, the over-under on Brian's theory versus my, you know, hey, it's the same person at two points in story time. Uh, we'll, we'll open bets on panelology for this one, see which one of us is more wrong. Cool. Yeah, because the cause reality we'll is we're be both going to be wrong. <laughs> exactly. Basically, I'm now your bookie, and I will yes. break your knees. <laughs> Yes. Well, we know that. <laughs> Jin is our comic bookie. Comic bookie. Comic bookie. <laughs> wow. That implies I'm funny, and I'm just not. Okay, Brian, I'm going to give you another swing at this one now. What's this book about? What's going yeah, on? Brian, what's Fine. actually in this book? Fine. Okay, so... Jin can Arno... buzz you out and take over at any point. Arno Stark. <laughs> Arno Stark has taken over as Iron Man. Now that, now that Tony, the Tony we've been following, has come to the conclusion that he... He has come to the conclusion he is not the real Tony, that he is a facsimile of some sort, be it clone 
created, grown, whatever. Uh, and so, like, Arno Stark has inherited all of Stark Industries and has essentially sold it to Bane Technologies. So, like, everything now falls under Bane and Arno Stark. And Arno has taken over as Iron Man as well. With those ridiculous, ridiculous gears on his shoulders. <laughs> yes. I mean, the what The shoulder pad is cogs. That? That is, that's the 90s. I that's know, the 90s. I just, like... <laughs> Come on. The only thing that's saving it from being real 90s Iron Man is they're not quantum gears on his shoulders. <laughs> we don't know that. <laughs> if we could just have a few panels where they just seemingly for no reason disappear, that would make it ideal. That'd be great. I am not okay with this. <laughs> Nowhere did it say that Rob Liefeld is an artist on this book. Okay. All right. All right. All right. No. It is Pete Woods who is good. Don't worry. Yes. Yeah, it is good. Um. So, and in the process of this, and this has also been leading up in the last few issues of of the previous run, is the robots have revolt. All of the intelligent robots and have revolted. Uh, and they are being led. We assumed by Machine Man. Nope. Well, he is the field he's commander. He's the public face. He's yeah. the pub. Yeah, he's the one that that everybody knows is leading it and thinks is leading it. But it turns out there's someone behind him. It's Mark. It is Mark. Mark. Mark one. Jen, are you doing a the room thing? No. Okay. Can we all agree I'm, right I'm, now not to? Are do you doing any... a really bad Boston accent? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm doing a Chevy that's, commercial thing. That's fine. That's fine. I accept that. <laughs> Brenda, what are you even talking about? It doesn't make can, any fucking sense. Can we all promise each other, and most importantly, to never me, do a room at that we will make no room jokes? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Except I will totally do it at some point. <laughs> but no, I won't. No, yeah, I promise. I will just Hulk like walk into the sunset at the moment that that joke happens. And and why is why is why is he Mark One? Because that's the armor that he has on. Yeah. God, I love that little bomb disposal robot. I know, also, right? Such a fanboy. Because he's not Tony Stark, he's Iron Man. Correct. So this is a little bit assumption on my part, but I think this is this is like next issue. This is pretty solid. Is that he has come to the conclusion that because he's not real, he must be AI. Well, he um, yeah, and he, he kind of says that. He kinda, that's why I said that's pretty. I mean, he said that this issue. He said that last issue. That's fair. Yeah, he did. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. right. You're right. So he has because he is AI. He must belong to this robot artificial intelligence revolution. Yeah. Yeah. And turns out he's leading it. And since he is artificial, he believes he actually is Iron Man at this point. Yeah. Can we talk about the fact that he straight up looked like John Wick at the end there? Yeah, he did. I mean... I was going to specifically call out the mullet because 90s storyline. It's not a mullet. His hair is all long. It's it's long hair. It's all long. It's just just pulled back. Yeah. Back Slicked and over back, again. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, he looks like John Wick. You're yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, same facial hair and everything. I was like, all right, what's up, Tony Stark? <laughs> okay, I guess it is all long. It is drawn to evoke a mullet, however. I stand by this. I don't think so. I think it's just long hair. I think it's just long hair. Mm, it's pretty business in the front. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> We're straight up saying you're wrong. But okay. I'm used I... to it. 
adored <laughs> machine man setting up a bomb outside the hospital <laughs> <laughs> and saying that everybody can go free except the maternity ward because you blew up our next generation. So I'm going to do the same to you, okay? Yeah, so you, ha- you have to understand that like literally on the page or two previous, they blew up a artificial intelligence uh, like uh bane technologies blew up their new factory where they were going to be building new artificial intelligence yeah because you know with this revolution going on they didn't feel like they could add to the problem and so yes they set it up and say you're gonna kill our new next generation we're gonna kill your next generation that was fucking brutal and hilarious but brutal (laughs) don't kill babies um i feel like i have to say that now after having talked about punching babies at one point don't punch babies Batman kills babies. Batman kills babies. He does. It's true. We shouldn't, though. Don't kick the baby. (laughs) (laughs) But they have this secret base in the hospital on the 13th floor. 13th floor. And I get the feeling it's like any building that doesn't have a 13th floor. Well, yeah, that's what they now say. Has, yeah. Now, yeah, now has a 13th floor that leads to this pseudo space. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty this badass. This pocket dimension. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, Hard light construct. Pretty awesome. But you're right. So the, the, the police, the SWAT team, whatever, bomb squad, send in a bomb defusal robot who goes in and he's like, uh, do I really have to do this? And Machine <laughs> Man comes out and talks to him. And he's like, no, you can just join us. He's, he's like, that's like, an option? I, I can. He's like, yeah. And so they go, this is when they go to the 13th floor and they walk out and this robot is just like, oh, it's like robot royalty here. There's, there's, you know. Uh, robot Wolverine. Yeah, ro- yeah. Wolverine stand in. <laughs> oh my God. Is that Herbie? <laughs> I mostly appreciate how much the bomb disposal robot looked like Rob, the oh, NES yeah. accessory. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, like literally, like there's Sentinels in here. There's like every robot that has ever existed in the Marvel. Except Dr. Except. Shapiro. I am so devastated. Yeah. Dr. Yeah, Shapiro that is has some been removed bullshit. from his cat. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Bane is, uh, she is, she is brutal about, no, I don't care that they're intelligent. They're still machines and we own them. She's the worst of us. Mm. You were made in the laboratory. I was born there. So yeah. Anyway, but that's the, uh, that's the setup for this book. And it's really good. Real good. This gonna break bad, man. Yeah. Real bad. Yeah. <laughs> Avengers number twenty nine. So uh space fights, huh? Lots of space fights. So I read the the issue before this and this one. Uh and yeah, there were lots and lots of space fights. I loved and I think it was the previous issue, but it kinda bled into this one. The uh the Silver Surfer Ghost Rider fight. Yes. <laughs> that was really, really good. I liked round two, Silver Surfer versus Blade wearing Man Thing armor. <laughs> Where, yes. Oh my god! So, like the 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 solar system they're in has a red sun, and it turns out that's even more deadly to vampires than a yellow sun. Well, especially just well, it's, blade. it's deadly to daywalkers, right? Yeah. yeah. So even vampires that can walk in the sun, you know, are, are susceptible to a red sun. Apparently, yeah. so whatever. So but, apparently, Blade is Kryptonian, is what we're saying. Yeah. Well, so he gets he gets. I think he gets the idea from two different things. One is. Like the last page of the previous issue, uh, Black Widow suits up in armor that Tony gave her. So she is now the War Widow, <laughs> which is, she is badass in this armor. Because it's like, it's like Tony Stark armor, but she's still got all the fighting skills of herself. Although now she suddenly looks like John Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> 
and then Ghost Rider got hurt and came back into the car. So I think, you know, the armor was part of it. And then came back into the car, and the car, like, reached out a bunch of cables and stuff and, like, connected to Ghost Rider to heal him, right? And so I think, uh, is it, are we calling it, is it Boy Thing? Is that it? Boy Thing. Boy Thing. I think got kind of got the idea from the two of these things and, like, reaches out to Blade to, like, heal him and protect him and, like, covers him with armor and makes himself into a sword. Yeah. And Widow asks him, like, does that not burn? He's like, oh, yeah, it burns all over, but it's better than just fading out in the back seat. Yep. <laughs> so, yes. So he's literally kind of burning up inside of a boy thing is this armor. But, that is like, fucking terrible. That is fucking, is a fucking terrible name. Why has this happened? <laughs> but then literally Blade stabs Silver Surfer completely through with a sword made of boy thing. Well, I mean, he's incorporeal. Like, of course he stabs right. him completely through. But, but the point is, <laughs> like, Boy thing, because obviously part of man thing, like anything that fears any, uh, has fears, burns. And heaven knows Silver Surfer has fears. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, brutal. Uh, Also, we meet the new star brand. Uh, We do. The very last page, we meet the new star brand. You might say the brand new star brand. I don't I don't know who this is. My mind went exactly one place that cannot possibly be right. I have I had one thought too. Alright, what is your thought? My thought is that it's Alicia Masters. Because didn't she just didn't we just find out she was pregnant? Did we? Maybe not. But that was my thought. Alicia who's married to Ben Grimm. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure re- the whole point was they did not get to uh, oh you're right. I because I, I was just thinking, because didn't he just have his day where he was human? Right? Yeah, and the Hulk showed up. Mm, that's right. So may um may, okay, may I may have to rethink this then. The place my mind went, mm-hmm. and again cannot possibly be right, was that Quasar cover where he's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you broke Brian. He's broke. You killed him. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why, but I figured you'd appreciate it. Yeah, uh, well, I'm trying because I'm trying to figure out who this looks like, right? And uh, it, like, it looks like it could be Alicia Masters or like maybe Crystal, right? Doesn't Crystal normally have like she a does, blonde uh, to black ombre thing going on? She usually does, but the hair here is super, super short, so like yeah, maybe true. it's just cut off. I don't know, but. Like, I'm trying to think, but, like, um, picture that in your head of Alicia Masters or her with super yeah. short hair. That, it, like, that's the look. Crystal would be a cool pick. Right. I kind of think it's nobody. Oh. I think by design it's nobody we know. It could be. That could well be. And, it, uh, honestly, the other thought I had is it's not her who is the star brand, right? It's the child oh, for sure. side of her, right? For sure. Because this person is super pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did like this as kind of this whole space fight. Everyone's been like, no, look, you Avengers cannot get involved. And even Black Widow's like, look, if I got to kill someone, I'll kill some Silver Surfer's like, no, trust me. As soon as you meet this person, you're going to try to stop us. Yeah. And I'm like, what would make Black Widow? Okay. No, that would make Black Widow not try to stop them. them. Yeah. Yeah. And well, so mm, our. So we know it's somebody from Earth, though. We do yes. know that. Which I guess technically the human, the Inhumans are still from Earth, so. Technically, yeah. Right, yeah. So I don't think, it, uh, well, I don't, we'll see. We'll find out. Yeah. Next issue, I'm betting we find out who this is. Yeah. 
Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, who has been many things, but a pregnant star brand is not one of them, probably. <laughs> well, not yet, anyway. Unless he was also Quasar in the 90s. Could have been. That Quasar was blonde, though. That's true. Always blonde. Anyway. Uh, peroxide kryptonite does that to you. Turns you blonde. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty fun good, Brian. That's yeah, but if you want a perm, you need the ammonium thioglycolate kryptonite. <laughs> This joke brought to you by Legally Blonde. <laughs> the, the only problem with peroxide kryptonite is you, you have to find more of it like every three weeks or you start getting roots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just silent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Somebody talk about this. <sighs> no, I... no. I, wanna, I want more hair care tips. <laughs> More Kryptonian hair care tips, please. Just the tips. How do you get frosted tips on a Kryptonian? You don't. The 90s are over. Let them die. Kill them if you have to. Yeah. Anyway, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. (laughs) Yes. Um, How good is this book? It's the best. It's just the fucking best. It is the happiest, most wonderful thing in the world. But also, maybe Jimmy's going to die. Maybe. Maybe not. It does more timey-wimey awesomeness. But (laughs) now you know it's doing timey-wimey awesomeness. That's great. Um, Jimmy is on his way to find a new city to live in. (laughs) And also, we see his getting hired at the paper. And I don't even remember. So so much him Brian, and his brother and sister playing in the yard and I did like the Lil Olsons. The Lil Olsons was great. Olson baby. All right, Brian has failed us this week. I failed. Have. So instead, we will have a surrogate quote of the week. Alex's standing quote of the week. Shouldn't get a song. We are in Perry White's office as Jimmy Olsen is trying to get hired. Perry says, "Cute old timey camera, bringing it's a little on the nose." Yeah, Jimmy. But it's my camera. I take it everywhere. I shut everything in there with it. Even developed the prints. I kind of like the smells. <laughs> Solved. Chemically. <laughs> I kind of like the smells is the greatest line ever to be put into a comic book ever. <laughs> I kind of like the smells. That is, it is the most person thing that has ever been said in a comic book. <laughs> it is also one of the most me things that has ever been said in a comic book. <laughs> I like the smells. I like the smells. Jen is, in fact, Jimmy Olsen undercover. No. Jen Olsen? What? (gasps) No. I'm so happy that you didn't say Jenny Olsen, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate you. That's what went through my head first, and I was like, nope, I'm not saying that. I appreciate you. (laughs) We've all read your Twitter bio. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Alex. (laughs) Wow. Is that too deep a cut? <laughs> it might. Well, I mean, yes. Okay. Um, you know what I do need now, though? I do need to find out that since we know the Olsons lived in, in, in the past in the old-timey West, that there is a relationship between the Hexes and the Olsen, and I need a Jimmy Olsen and Jenny Hex team up. Yes. Yeah? I have never needed anything more, <laughs> in fact. And that seems entirely plausible, actually. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like in her trunk is Jimmy Olsen's great great grandfather's daguerreotype kit. Yeah, sure. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be amazing. And it's cursed. Of course, you said Olsen. I did. Um. Okay. Anything else on Jimmy? Great funny um, book. Um. Is Janie trying to kill him? I don't think so. I Are hope you sure? not. Are you sure? I hope not. Are you sure? 
less and less the more you ask, but I hope not. Okay. I think she might be trying I mean, to kill him. His I brother think, definitely I is. I think it's both of them. Yeah, I think it's both of them. See, I kind of get the sense that, like, they're both so used to his bullshit. I hope that it's not her. Like, I hope they're on the same side because he is an unbearable ass. Or maybe she just knows that it's their brother. I would believe that. I would believe that for sure. Um, I think I by also... the end of this, she's going to want to kill him herself. Well, yeah, but as the Gotham... Or as Detective Corgan points out to Jimmy's landlord, don't you kind of want to now? Or whatever? <laughs> Paraphrasing? That's really got it out for him. Yeah, you can understand why. Um, also, Brian, I hope you look forward to seeing Jimmy's reaction to ending up in a city full of people in sweater vests and bow ties. It's fucking wonderful. Has he found his home? <laughs> I'm not saying, but can you guess which city based on that description? <sighs> Portland. <laughs> <laughs> It's a DC city. Oh, right. Um, the Stone City? Not far oh, off. Midway Opal. City. Huh? Opal, Opal City. There you go. Okay, yeah. And it's beautiful. Opal City is beautiful, but there's so many sweater vests in <laughs> My God. It's the land of Jimmy's. Yep. Okay, Brian. If you really, really want a Wild West story... There we go. Let's talk about the question. The deaths of Vic Sage, number two. Okay, so... I, like, I think... Solidly, we now know what this book is going to be and why it's called The Deaths of Vic's Age, right? Is so in the first one, he went and he found this cave and found like some sort of like a previous mask that he had never worn. Yeah. But it was a question mask. And like, so in this, we get kind of the I'm thinking it's like the vision that he had, right? When he found this thing. Uh huh. And it is, turns out that it was worn by someone in the Old West, a, a Charlie, a Charles Victor Zaz, who um, clearly had done really, really awful things during the Comanche Wars mm -hmm. and realized that he was broken, kind of, but that evil existed in the world. And You might say he knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men. You might say that. And because of this, he actually can see something that other people can't, which is the faces of the many-faced man. The man with a thousand faces. The man with a thousand faces? Yeah, that one. Uh, which is essentially, you know, there's a person in a character that we meet later that calls them the devil, right? Yeah. So, like, like literally the devil. Um, and that the only person that can kill him is Charlie. Uh and clearly it doesn't happen in this Old West with Charles Victor's ass. Um, but then we get the taste of what the next life that we're going to see. And obviously all of these, I, I mean, this is leading up to the fact that all of these previous incarnations of the question that were somehow also Charlie have failed, but they're going to give knowledge to Vic Sage, who is the current incarnation, and, you know, I'm guessing he's going to go fight. I also like the subtle implication in this that there is some sort of like shared ancestor between Victor Sage uh, and uh, Zaz. Yes. Uh-huh. And that, Sa that Sage is just like an, an Anglicanized version of Zaz. Yep. Yeah, it was, it, it, this was, it was a really, really good story. I like the, um, the realistic struggle that, that, Zaz has in this, yeah. To to do like what's right versus what's good and evil versus like like 
all of the choices that he makes and the things that he does and that you can really see that kind of playing out and the people around him and all that yeah i mean part of his monologue gets into i don't think you can erase evil but can you balance the scales and right. that's kind of where his whole yeah. thing that that's the question actually. that's the question there you go yeah yeah. Um, also, the art in this book. It's very, very pretty. Dennis Cowan and Bill Sienkiewicz. Yeah. Which, Sienkiewicz, it, it, like, it, it, again, we talk about so much on the show about how it has to fit the story, and this one really does. Yeah. Yeah. Brian. Mm-hmm. Tell me about Freedom Fighters number twelve. Um, so this is the this is the last issue, number twelve. They, you know, uh be, finish finish off the bad guys, etc. This whole series has really been a they're they're new members, so they are not well, let me rephrase that. They are the same characters, so like, you know, there's the doll person and the human bomb and all that. But the people are different people taking these roles. Like it's not it's it's doll woman instead of doll man, right? So it's different people having these these powers and these roles. Um except for Uncle Sam for obvious reasons. Um and but other than that, it's a very classic classic freedom fighters story. Um and that's the good and the bad of this is there's some things and some some comments that feel maybe a little bit dated. Mm. But I mean, not and not necessarily in a bad way. Just like like if it's kind of like almost like if you go read like a old Hardy Boys or Nancy Drew book, right? It's not that any of the words are you know bad or like you know you wouldn't say them today. It's just that's not how you would say it. So it feels a little archaic mm. kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So, but it's really good. I mean, I I enjoyed having a story with Freedom Fighters again, just because I think they're fun characters and I like the. Uh, uh, Something has always fascinated me about the whole, you know, if Germany won, how would we resist and fight back and all that. Yeah. Cool. But there you go. Flash forward number five. Don't sit in the chair. <laughs> Unless you're Batman, I guess. I guess so, yeah. He got to do it. <sighs> that explains a lot of things. Yeah. Think of it. Well, it explained a lot of things to Batman, I guess. <laughs> Flash forward number five, a book in which two different people have conversations with chairs and neither is Clint Eastwood. <laughs> um, so, God, this was, this was, there's a little bit of heartbreak in this one. A little bit? Okay, there's a lot of heartbreak in this one. So, so. when this book started, uh-huh. we kind of guessed at the absolutely brutal place that this book would go with Wally and his kids. Welcome to that place. Welcome. We're there. Oh, no. And not only are we there, turns out Wally created it. <laughs> Which I think we pretty much I, I mean, hit on the head. About, yeah, if you think about what this, when I say this place, what these places, like what they are and how they're created, like, oh, well, duh. So, These places being dark universe worlds. Right, being, yeah, universes in the dark multiverse, right? Yeah. Which are supposed to be created from the fears of people, and those fears play out, and then the universe fades away. Right? So this is really not helping Wally get over his whole uh, having murdered a bunch of fucking people thing. Well, I think it's going to. <laughs> yeah, we got one more issue. Hopefully yeah. that's what happens. Otherwise, uh... <laughs> so at the end of the last issue, Wally found himself here, and he found his kids, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, uh, fairly close to the first part of this issue, this the dark multiverse stuff that's like leaking in. That turns out this world is kind of the source of it, right? That's mm-hmm. yeah. it's not fading away, right? And 
um, near the beginning of it, we find out why, and that's because Wally loses his kids to this darkness. This world was created by Wally. It is his fear of losing his kids. Oh, no. That's what this dark multiverse was born from, was from that fear. I'm going to cry already. And Wally can't let that go. And this is the world that is clogging the metaphorical drain and letting dark matter spew right. into regular multiverse worlds. Yes. So, clearly what's going to have to happen is either somehow Wally is going to have to actually find and save his kids or probably more likely at least in you know the one issue we have left he's going to have to let it go and let this world fade away which is also super sad right yeah it feels like saying oh we'll just get over the fact that you lost your kid no (laughs) that's not nope yeah but uh, yeah and maybe it's not a get over as much as it's an accepted yeah i mean i don't know but yeah so that's where we stand with this it's a really good book but um how Wally came to this realization, and the reason that we mentioned the, the chair earlier, is the Mobius chair is here, mm. and Wally goes up to it and just touches it. He doesn't actually sit in it, he just touches it, and it shows him kind of the truth of what this world is and all that. Yeah. Alex, Oof. if either of those children start singing I'm Alive, you know you have to show me, right? Yes. Okay. It is duly noted. Yeah. I did like, there was a one page that's kind of, uh, it's got like Wally in the middle, and it's a double page spread. And it's got like all of his, like some all of his history, what happened yeah. to Wally behind him. And I love the fact that it's literally because you know he's the one that was unmoored when uh, Flashpoint happened. Mm-hmm. So this is literally the Wally from before. So like it's got like all of the like it's got the new Teen Titans from the '80s. Like he knows he was on that team, and that yeah. was a real thing to him. And so it's got like all of that, and it's got like, all of his time when he was the Flash after Flash died in Crisis, and all that. So. Yeah, kind of cool. Yep. Very cool. Speaking of cool, or perhaps cold, The Flash number 86. (laughs) More Flash. More Flash. (laughs) Different Flash. Slightly less fast Flash. Oh, no, not right now. Okay, well, mm, I don't know. Wally's still the fastest Flash in the multiverse. Does that... I don't know, because Flash is, like, ultra-super-powered right now. Look, like, to the point that he can't control it. If there's anything I know about Barry Allen that I have learned from the Flash TV show, so he always claims he's the fastest, and never <laughs> fucking is. <laughs> it's a branding thing, though, for him. Yeah. For Wally, it's truth. For Barry, it's like a branding thing. Yeah, Barry got in early, trademarked the phrase, fastest man That's, in the world. You got it. Fastest man alive. Fastest man alive. There we go. Yeah, there you go. It's trademark. You got to get it right. Or, you know, it doesn't count. (laughs) And whenever Wally brings up, he's like, look, you kind of died. Sort (laughs) of. You're not alive from this universe. Anyway, it's mine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good, good. Uh, So this is the final showdown with Flash and the Rogues and Wally and Avery and King Cole. Yes. Who has been running Central City. And, I mean, it's it's a Flash mainline comic, so of course he he wins in the end. Well, uh, sort of. Yeah. (laughs) Other than the fact that um, he kind of loses control of himself. And and, um, and... and almost kills Leonard Snart. Not in a like power spikes kind of way. In a right, his suit turns gold, reverse flash, glowy, mm. and he's like, "Fuck you! You are always doing this shit. Just die." Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, like it's like a combination of reverse flash, uh, uh, Godspeed. Yeah, like it's it's bad. Whatever it is, whatever it is, it's bad. Um, the good news is Barry realizes it's bad at the end. Of course he does, because he can't just be interesting for a second. No, never. And yeah, and says yeah, take him away. But by the way, um, until I figure out what the hell's going on, I need to be locked up too. And he does the whole like holding up his yeah. hands, wanting to be handcuffed thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course he does. Because it's Barry and he's a massive dork. Cuff me, please, yes. officer. Thank you, sir. May you cuff me now? <laughs> then step on me. Wait, what? There it is. <laughs> uh, I, I did. Uh, one of the things that I liked is, you know, basically they've been having so much trouble because the speed force has been like overcharging them. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they can't control their powers because there's like too much. Well, so Captain Cold literally unleashed. Like lowers the temperature, trying to slow the flash down and, and cancel out his powers. But in this case, it does slow him down, but only enough that he actually now has slowed down to the point that he's kind of back to his normal self and has control of his powers again. <laughs> and that's how he defeats. So he kind of defeated himself in a way. Oops, it's kind of fun. Oops, yeah, yeah. I don't think that Barry... So did he only nearly kill Cold? He didn't actually kill him. He didn't actually okay. kill him, no. no. Still don't think this is going to help Barry's chances with Golden Glider. No. Mm, probably not. No. Which, we didn't We didn't get any of that kind of vibe between them in this There were either. some looks. Eh, maybe. Not as much as last no, issue. No, not I'll as much. Yeah, it was yeah. just enough to tease me. Well, and Iris was there, so... True. <laughs> he can't show out in front of his girl. That's right. I don't know. Are they on again or off again right now? I never know Who if knows? those two in this comic. Yeah, I don't know. All right, Jin. Mm-hmm. There is a comic in New Orleans. It's called Rising Sun, number one. I'm sure that they sold it in a few shops in New Orleans, yeah. Uh, this is the one that connects to the the Simon board game. Uh, it, it's basically just setting up the the team and what they're trying to do. You've got somebody from each clan, and they're trying to figure out where the kami have gone, where the gods have gone, and why the monsters are not afraid of just running amok all over Japan, basically. Um, And it it was really fucking good. It starts out with a battle with the water dragon, and it looks exactly like the minifig, and it's beautiful and wonderful, and I love it. (laughs) Uh, And they have to, like, save one of their members by by working together and being a team. Imagine that. But the most interesting part about this book, and I don't know if it's going to happen forever. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to look it up and see if this is going to continue happening for each issue, but for this issue at least, it added a new rule to the game what it added ninjas i am so excited holy cow like it, it's like if you have the game this is a like at the back or something yeah oh it's just a little rule set like you don't need pieces or anything for it what you do is during the diplomacy phase i think that it was during the diplomacy phase anyway you yeah. you write down one of the war territories that you want to put your ninjas in and then i think right before the war phase you can you can Show that that's the one that Reveal. you wrote down. Yeah. And kill two figures, including monsters and daimyo. Holy It's so crap. fucking powerful. It's insane. And we I mean, will you, be you playing with this lucky, rule. Yeah. We will be playing with this rule. Oh, my God. I cannot wait. But yeah. So in case you couldn't tell, Jen has this game, and we have played it, and it's fun. It's very fun. <laughs> it's a very, very fun game. Yeah. But cool. yeah. It, anyway, good, good book. I suggest getting it if you... 
just like awesome Japanese iconography and theology and cool stuff. It's pretty. Cool. Second coming, number six. Yeah. Oh, Brian. Oh, Brian. Brian. Oh. Oh, like I, I've got it. It's been a week. I haven't read so much. I know. I read like uh, oh, I didn't uh, like I got like half the number of books I usually get, and I read like half the books that I got. So like, <laughs> <laughs> see, this is the problem with these light weeks is we're all like, oh, I can just put this off. I have time. I, I can do time. other things. I got time. Uh, yeah. And then the world explodes around you, and you don't pretty much. Time. Yeah, pretty much. So uh, this is the last issue of this arc. Yes, it's there will back. be more. Oh my god. So, Sunstar and mm, what is his girlfriend's name? Nobody knows. Chloe's Clane. Chloe's Clane. No. It is not Chloe's Clane. I know, I don't know what it is, but I know what it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and it is not Chloe's Clane. I hate that I can never remember the significant other in a book. I can never remember their name. Sheila. Sheila. Anyway, yeah. Sunstar and yeah. Sheila are, uh, they're getting hitched. They're getting married. But first, Sunstar has to do one little thing. <laughs> oh, man. His conversation, though, about how she has asked him to go on a two-week honeymoon. Mm-hmm. And he's doing the mental math of how many people are going to die with him away for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I've often thought about that as, like, like if superheroes were real, like, like. God, how awful of a life would that be in some ways? So fucking terrible to constantly be thinking about that. Right. <gasps> this is why he's in group therapy. It, it it is exactly the reason. Um, but I really I thought that was super interesting of of him to be thinking about that first of all, and then I it didn't feel like he really wanted to tell her this is why we're not going for two weeks. Yeah. Because I I feel like I'm having to make a decision between this many people dying or this many people dying. Yeah. Oh, it was terrible. It made my heart go, oh, what superheroes did, is people. What did you decide? I gave her 140 people. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. That's a... I did not read this issue, but I, it, like from all the previews, it, it's one of the things I like most about this whole series is how... When I first heard about this, I was convinced that this guy was, you know, the superhero person was going to be just a total tool bag the entire time, right? Mm-hmm. And he's not. He's like, I mean, he can be, right? He can, and he can do stupid oh, yeah. things. And he but, was much more of a tool in the beginning and right. before he was made to actually think about things. Right. And that's just it. But like, it turns out, oh my God, no, he's being portrayed as like a real person yeah. who can be a tool bag, but also is like struggling to try to do better. And yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, well, there are a way Jesus throws a party. It goes he poorly. Does. Yeah, he just has some followers over. Puts out a veggie tray. He does. It's not a party <laughs> without a veggie tray. It's not. It's really not. If, there, if, there are plenty of carrots. If, if Mr. Miracle has taught us nothing. <laughs> else. That was fucking great. Um, but it turns out Satan is like trying to kill him. Go figure. Yeah. Because Satan wants all of his father's love. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Till the end of time, it will never stop. Oh, boy. Uh, But, of course, Jesus hits the button to get Sunstar to come and save him. And that also goes poorly. Yep. Jesus has a very bad day. Jesus has a very bad day. It's probably not as bad as some of his previous bad days. (laughs) I don't know. But it's it's up there. But it's up there. (laughs) I think that he sees it as worse. I was going to say, I feel like by mortal standards, no. By immortal standards, probably the worst day of his life. Probably, yeah, yeah. And and when you have an immortal life, that's really saying something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, There's this 
after everything is said and done, there is this like really touching moment between Jesus and God where God tells him, you know, basically we don't always make the right decisions. We can't always make the right decisions. We just kind of have to stumble through a bunch of bad decisions and end up somewhere good. Yeah. Oh, you mean you have to try something and learn from it? Yeah. Yeah. Go figure. Oh my God. And just the entire... I could talk about this book for, like, days, okay? That's, uh, like that's days? how Alex and I are always about Mark Russell's stuff, yeah. too. Yeah. Just the, the conversation about belief and faith just floored me. I fucking loved it. Yeah. This book is fantastic, and I cannot recommend it enough. Like, this is up there with Flintstones on Mark Russell. Writing. I want to find every person who caused this to not be a DC Vertigo whatever book. And just hand them a copy of it and be like, okay, can you read it now and, and not be a fucking tool and, and realize that this is a, a thing in your favor, maybe? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> and a lot of those people, the answer is no, they can't. Yeah. No, no, they can't. And that's sad. Because a lot of them were probably corporate suits and lawyers, honestly. Yeah. Because he thanks a bunch of the like DC Vertigo staff oh, yeah, and yeah. editors. And no, the and I'm not editor. saying yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying like the people at DC no, Vertigo. I'm saying the people who caused such a fucking ruckus. Yeah, such a stink that it made DC Vertigo go. Mm, this is gonna hurt us if we do this thing. Yeah, which I totally understand. Yeah, except I don't understand Batman's dick though. Well, sorry. Yeah, no wars have been started over Batman's dick. I get it. Yet. 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 I haven't started my crusade. I mean, <laughs> hey, April solicitations do mention the Joker War, which is what we saw teased at the end of 85, with, like the last confrontation between Joker and Batman. Right. So like, maybe that is about Batman's dick. Well, and we do know whatever it was that surprised Selena so much at the end of last issue was like, you know, something like, <laughs> maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. I'm just saying. It was, I'm pretty sure she's seen Batman's dick. <laughs> yeah, but like, she didn't know it was revealed to everybody. <laughs> oh, no, she would be like, meow. That's right, it's mine. Yeah, yeah, you're right. She'd be like, yeah, how you like that? That's mine. <laughs> um, Not going down this road, because I'll just keep going down this road. Alex needs mine bleach now. What? Mind bleach? No, no mind bleach. Um, Alex no, is that's fine. That's really with this. mild compared to some things we've done on the show in the past. For real, on, let's be real. Okay, so then just mind peroxide. No, it was more just me self-editing, um, and that would be my thought editing. Mind Kryptonian peroxide. Thank you. <laughs> um, there is also a preview in the back of this for Billionaire Island. Oh. My God, did you finally read it? Nope, but I know no, you did, and I was setting on. you up. I'm it gonna read the so book. I don't want the preview. Good though, just do it. <laughs> Peer pressure, just do it. Do it. Alex. Here's do the it. deal. Do I, it. Alex, Alex, do it. I will read the preview when it comes out in the book. Don't even. Yes, when it is the first five pages of the it's comic, I'm gonna joke. read anyway. So Brian, I can't wait until you read this preview and talk to me about it. How about that? Well, maybe I'm gonna wait till the book comes out. I too. swear to God, I will stab <laughs> you both. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't, but metaphorically now I speaking, <laughs> I don't know how you can metaphorically stab someone, but I don't want to be in trouble for saying I'll stab you. It's fine. I feel like a metaphorical stabbing. Um, Mind may jabs. Maybe boop, you want to poke at some of Brian's insecurities. <laughs> oh yeah. Or uh, I said both, though. So coming for you both. Anyway. Or uh, I mean, what insecurities do I have? Ha 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 ha. <laughs> oh, oh, that 
Well, well, one one is clearly your inability to laugh at your insecurities. <laughs> no, I'm very confident in that. No, I'm just... <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. So good. Anyway, uh. Billionaire Island is going to be amazing. It is so fucking snarky. I can't even. I can't even. Oh, God. Uh, I... Like just the premise of the Mark Russell writing this is just—it's so bad. God, it's man. so bad. Every page, I was laughing out loud, just dying. Oh my god! You know what I just realized? I want—I want like a Mark Russell either Gwynpool or Deadpool book. Fuck you! Yeah, like how about both? How about both? Yeah, sure. How about a team up? Holy cow! Oh yes, please. Yes, please. Somebody Marvel, get on this, please. Thank you. Mm. I'm going to see and raise a Mark Russell, Kate Bishop book dealing with her being so used to having all this money. And Winpool can also be there to just give her constant shit. (laughs) Basically, we need him writing Gwynpool no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it. So, Billionaire Island is going to be about the end of the world thanks to global warming, <laughs> which they all knew was totally real, but come on, money. Yeah. Uh, and the billionaires have started this island, this man-made island off the gulf, and um, they don't, they want only, only billionaires. They <laughs> check your bank account. It's just wonderful. It's just so good. I need this. I need this book right now in my hands. Soon. Soon. In like two months. Ugh, come on. On the cosmic scale, that's just a blink of an eye. Yeah, but I'm not on the cosmic scale. I'm nope. on the gin scale. <laughs> and it takes forever. <laughs> All right. Is it still good? Ghosted in LA, Jed. We find out some of the history of Rycroft Manor and our live characters try to work on balancing their work, life, school ghost love life thingy balance order stuff to life whatever i don't even know i don't even know what happened hellmouth number four speaking of work death balance oh is this me too it's you too okay um buffy does the worst thing possible by running off on her own in the hellmouth and encounters a possibly tv linked version of herself don't split the party don't split the party. He-Man and the Masters of the Multiverse. Oh, can number... I say one more thing? Oh, yep. Angel straight up becomes Geralt. Oh, okay. Geralt. Geralt. Whatever. Yeah. Gerald. Name. Yeah. When I was reading the books, it sounded like Geralt to me. Angel and the Magic Crayon. Uh- <clears throat> wow. He-Man and the Masters of the Multiverse. Number three, Brian. I, I love this book so much. Um, Let's see. This issue is um, Game Boy He-Man. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call him. Game Boy He-Man confesses his love, and uh, Skeletor reveals the truth to the prince. Legion of Superheroes, number three. A thousand years in the future, we ask ourselves the philosophical question. If you could go back in time and kill baby Damian Wayne, would you? Probably. Undiscovered Country, number three. Jin, unless you want Brian and me to make more Star Trek jokes like we did before we started recording. No. <laughs> no. Hello, computer. <laughs> Ace. Ace has a way to tell how to get home, or if they can get home. And Lottie finds out what her brother's been hiding. Revenge of the Cosmic Ghost Rider, number two, Jin. God 
Damn it, I read too many books. Or Brian Man. read not enough. Take your pick. Or I read not enough. One of the Frank tries really, really, really hard to keep his young ward's soul clean. Runaways, number 29. We learn the history of the J-Squad, or whatever they're called, and also mm-hmm. its very large body count. Like, oh. of the heroes on it, not people yeah. that are killed. Yeah, like the, uh, the churn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Valkyrie, Jane Foster, number 7. Uh, Jane must convince the death of death why death is necessary and shouldn't die. The Visitor, number two, um, which is not out yet, but comes out this Wednesday. Um, we start to see some ideas of maybe where the Visitor is from, uh, and the science team from Japan will still not say what they're up to. All right. Next week's books to read there. Next week's books to read. Woohoo. Tell me what I'm reading. Uh, comics. Smartass. Always. I mean, pretty much. Uh, Brian. Uh Uh-huh. How about some Red Sonia Age of Chaos number one? Yeah, so this is, uh, Eric Burnham, and it, I I have been so into Mark Russell's Red Sonia that, uh, pretty much any, any Red Sonia book they come out with right now, I'm gonna at least give a try. Um, and this is, um, uh, Basically, her dealing with a a crisis that comes up um, uh, from the 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 wizard Gulangoth. Like he's back again, and yeah, like sounds like fun little uh, fun little run here. Cool. Al Ewing has a new Marvel book starting next week, Guardians of the Galaxy number one, and I am very excited. <laughs> you are here for this. I am so here for this. Uh, Al Ewing doing cosmic stuff is just the best. I cannot wait. The end. The end. (laughs) Yeah. Elementary school book report is now over. I mean, look, it's weird space stuff, and I want to see the Guardians get into weird shit, okay? Yes. Wonder Woman number 750, Brian, how many covers are you buying? How many do they have? This is, they're releasing this like they did the Action 1000 and the Detective 1000, where they have like a, well, in this case, there's not a 30s and, and 40s, but yeah, so they're releasing like a uh, 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s, like a dec- one per decade. Are you ordering the uh, art Germans off of his website? Have you seen those? <sighs> I have. I don't know yet. Okay. I don't know yet. We'll see. The answer is Very yes. possibly. I, I did do I did do this, the Starfire and Raven ones that he had for Tales from the Dark Multi, and they are gorgeous. Those are Yeah, they amazing. are. Yeah. Um, but this is, it, it's issue 750 of Wonder Woman, and uh, this is is like a 96 page super spectacular and it's got like Vida Ayala and Marguerite Bennett and Cami Garcia and Gail Simone and Mariko Tamaki and like just like it, it's gonna be good it's just gonna be you know a, a celebration issue that you know with a bunch of people involved that I like reading so gotta pick that up and last one if you have not read Resonant or Sarah and the Royal Stars volume one of each of those comes out next week hooray they are both excellent and so gorgeous and have more coming. So it is a great time to catch up. Anything right. else to add? Nope. Not right now. In which case, we would like to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. You can visit us at panelologypodcast.com. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash panelology. Or you can buy merch at bit.ly slash panelology merch. Capital P, capital M. Jen. 
Self-promotion. Craft booze coming to you. That was my self-promotion. Cool. Craft booze. I'm I'm going to the craft to the I'm uh, blah 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 blah. I'm going to the brewery this weekend. Next weekend. The, when you're listening this weekend, so expect photos and then expect episode. Where might they expect photos? On Instagram at craft booze b o o s. Mine's at York. Rob Thomas, no, not that one, Robcast. You hear me talk about them every week. Go listen. Yeah. Yeah. We can do this. We're good at self-promo. I mean, we do it every week. And I'll be here next week. (laughs) Good job, Brian. See, he's the best at it. Uh, Real quick, let me just double check. Is there an issue of Immortal Hulk coming out next week? I don't think so, so Brian will be here, yeah. (laughs) That's how Alex tells if I'm going to make it or not. Yep, I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. Go read more comics than I did this week. (laughs) 